And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Here we are, ready to a Wednesday. I like this. Yeah. Well, we saw that Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut was proposing a four-day work week to cure loneliness. <laughs> How about a three-day weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Can I, if I get a three-day weekend, mm-hmm. can I be a happy, lonely guy? Uh, No. I mean, does does loneliness automatically mean sadness? I was going to ask mean, that question. Mean sadness. It doesn't I mean, always, no. I mean, loneliness could be, thank God, they're gone. Yeah. I feel a little alone. Everybody yeah. was here. They're all gone. Whew, thank God they're gone. You know, the words, leave me alone, <laughs> come to mind. <laughs> Get out. Those or, are two more words. Or my favorite song, mm-hmm. uh, Alone Again Naturally. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you say it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Two old guys on the radio. Why are they saying lonely is bad? <laughs> Leave me alone. Get out. Like like George Costanza. Yeah. Remember when they were, they were <laughs> volunteer aides to help the elderly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George asking the old guy. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, how do you handle it being so close to death? I mean, are you obsessed with it all the time? No, I don't think about it at all. What? How can't you think about it at all? <laughs> You're nearly in the grave. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be obsessed with it. <laughs> and the old guy goes, I don't have time for you, and walks out of the Get out. Yeah. The restaurant. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's great. Not always a bad thing. Yeah, but no, the you know, look, hey, four day work week will help cure your loneliness. Mm-hmm. Well what's next? I mean, that's only part of the cure if you think it actually is a cure. 
has to be something else. Going to give me tickets to the ball game, or how's this work? No, the the best thing was he's a Democrat wanting to give. He wants more churches. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you know they've become desperate. When a Democrat says, "Listen, we need to give people a full three day weekend and more churches." More churches. It's one of the first things he brought up. Churches and community pools. Yeah. Community pools. It was like at least do your at least make something up. Pretend like you do your homework or something. Right. Right. I mean God's sake. Right. Hobbies. People aren't people are abandoning hobbies. We need to give them more time for their hobbies. My hobby is my job. He didn't even say golf. No. Golf would have made sense. Right. If it, you know how many people would take up golf if they only had a four day work week, they'd have three days to play golf. Exactly. That's and even if you're old, that's playing a Friday, have off Saturday to recuperate, uh-huh. play again on a Sunday. Right. Then take off Monday because you're quiet quitting because you're still hurting from golf. Exactly. Right back at it. No. Later than Wednesday. Or the one that they said, what they call it, bad showing yeah. syndrome, which is yeah. you, you walk in, you just go to the coffee machine, you get a coffee, you show everybody that you're there. Ghost badging or whatever they called it. Yeah, yeah they, they see your badge or if you got a badge, whatever. I mean, that's the whole. Yeah, we don't have badges yeah. here. We don't need no stinking badges. We don't need badges. no stinking badges. And so as. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and so that's a. The quiet that's quitting. How you get it done. The act your wage. Oh, act your right. wage. Act your wage. Oh. Are you kidding me? Oh, really? I've been in radio since I was 18. I'll act, I'll act my wage. Hello, lovey. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd be like, Act my no, wage? No, it'd be more like, skipper, 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 skipper. <laughs> yeah. I, act my wage. He's the lowest paid guy. <laughs> Act my wage. I'm in radio. Hey, buddy, can you spare a dime? Oh. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But, man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find Great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 
Well, I've got to I've got to say this because earlier we had talked about, but I didn't combine the the two together. Mm. We uh, talked about uh, Claudine uh, Gay uh, resigning mm-hmm. from being president of Harvard, and everything when when I saw last week the New York Times article and and Barry Weiss wrote a lot of it on Twitter. Yeah, that was in the article, and it was from um, two witnesses. One, I believe, was a uh, one was taken captive. Uh, I don't know about the other, the man that was a part of it, but the witness reports of what they saw, and it was a New York Times story that was uh, uh, headline, uh, basically how Hamas is weaponizing sexual violence. When I was reading it on Twitter. It was one of the toughest things I've ever had to read. Yeah. And weaponizing sexual violence, using that as a headline, in my opinion, actually was sanitizing the reality of what the written word was from these witnesses. You can't and should not ever try and mask the brutality of that evil. No, and 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 if you if you don't, I'm I'm going to be very sensitive here because you know don't know who may be awake at this time. You never know. Or podcast is is playing, but we're talking about the act of killing a woman while raping her, mm-hmm. and when you put it into that perspective of the people in the United States protesting what happened was justified yeah. to Israel, right. which is what you're getting from these college campuses. And you hear about the description of what these witnesses actually saw. And, you know, a lot of it was on film and the Israelis put out that, that the, the video and everything else about mm-hmm. what happened. So it's already people have seen this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. To give you an example, just because I think people should know some of the context of it. I won't say all of it because some of it's so brutal. But in the act of raping someone, stabbing them at the same time that you're raping them, mm-hmm. a woman. And in the other one, as you're raping the woman, cutting off her breast and throwing it around and playing with it as it's a toy in front of her and then slashing her face as she in all likelihood bled to death there. Mm -hmm. They didn't see what happened to that particular woman. You're talking about, I mean, I'm uncomfortable talking about it because you're talking a level of evil that most people, and that's why you've had some, well, I don't believe that these things actually happen because that's the old thing that, People could never be this brutal. They could never be this evil. And the one thing that we have to understand, we have to understand who the enemy is and what the enemy would do to us if they had the opportunity. Oh, yeah. And to understand just how evil and depraved, I mean, beyond anything that, you know, you talk about these brutal serial killers. Well, there's 
There's nothing that you can look at from the reports that I was reading the other day from Barry Weiss Mm. from the New York Times that, you know, who, you know, when, when you start murdering, who knows what the, you know, who knows, you know, how do you, how do you judge it? You know, how do you, you know, you always say, well, you know, at some point, you know, yeah, when you get to the level of evil where it's so evil, you know, who else but God can, can be the ultimate judge as to what would be worse than the other at that particular point mm-hmm. to the victim at that point. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about a level of evil and depravity that matches anything that we've seen come from the evil of human beings. And when you put it and you read that and then you see the arrogance of promoting you know, racist intolerance and bigotry Mm -hmm. that's now owned by the left, absolutely owned by the left. And you see what they're defending and you read the words of these witnesses and the brutality, the evil, unspeakable, That's the thing. I mean, you say unspeakable because you feel uncomfortable even saying it. You feel uncomfortable reading it, as you should. But every adult in America should read that so you understand who the enemy is. If you don't understand your enemy and how evil they are, you'll never fight them in the proper way. Well, there there can only be a will to fight with a true understanding of your enemy. There can only be, in fact, I don't know how you get beyond the instinctual level once you, you're you aware of their the level of this evil and what they're willing to go to. I don't know how you get, a, get around the natural urge to resist this enemy at all costs, to at every turn fight against this enemy. How you can compare that? Because, I mean, there are some interesting things sociologically. Mm. How do you get to, how do you get a society to act like that? Not just kill. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, killing is done in war all the time. But a calculated evil depravity on innocent civilians, and in this case, the the rape, the raping of women as you're in the act of killing them, is beyond you know anything I've you know is as bad as anything I've ever seen of any serial killer. Yeah. I'm sure it happened in Nazi Germany. But you have Americans out there promoting that that was justifiable. Think about that. You know, there were some stories coming out about um, how young members of cartels are trained and what they're trained to do. Um, Including, in part, cannibalism, which is to teach that very young mind to essentially 
disassociate with a life, to completely diminish the value of the life of the people that they're then sent out. And we're talking about very young boys, 11, 12 years old, that are trained to do this so that they are desensitized, that in their mind, that isn't a life. They, you have created that evil presence, that being that is just going to act in one mode. That's exactly what's going on here with Hamas. Is that it is a different type and, and, and the deepest, deepest level of indoctrination in that recruiting process. To put them in a state of mind where the enemy has no value. It is not a life. So they're able to to go through and commit these heinous acts, these evil acts, repeatedly to the point that you've got people here in the States saying, oh, I don't believe that happened. It is... Very tough to comprehend. It's tough to compartmentalize, but it's happening. And until we face it as a society and realize that this enemy must be eradicated, then you can expect more from the enemy. You can expect, because they themselves have said they're not done. There's no negotiating with this kind of mentality. None. None. There is no middle ground. There is the extreme radical mindset versus everyone else. The question is, which side do you support? 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by House Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. So far this winter, the weather across the country has been unusually calm and mild. But by the end of the week, it's going to turn very active. USDA active meteorologist Brad Rippey says things are churning out there in the Pacific, and that's going to send a couple of big storms across the U.S. The first one will be crossing by the end of this week. That initial storm system has the potential to bring some significant snow all the way from the southern Great Plains into the northern mid-Atlantic and everywhere in between. And also could bring possible severe weather across Florida. Meanwhile, on the heels of that storm, another will follow. It looks like it'll wrap up across the Midwest about a week from now. That has the potential to produce heavy snow and even possibly blizzard conditions in parts of the Midwest. Rippy says, yes, those storms could disrupt travel. But certainly from a moisture standpoint, these two storms will be beneficial. Short-term pain, long-term gain for farmers. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. So with the 
uh, resignation of uh, of Claudine Gay. It doesn't mean anything. I mean that it's. Uh, I think they went okay. Time to get rid of this personality. If we want to keep the agenda going, you got to get rid of the person who's being criticized. Yeah, right. And right. they believe that conservatives, once the the figurehead is gone, as long as there isn't a personality involved in it, this is what the left believes that they'll continue to be able to do what they've been doing all along. Right. Uh, we'll see whether the donors allow it, whether the board allows it, but the board was covering for her from the very, very beginning. And, and so I don't see any change coming. Uh, this is where the only way that they're going to change is the fact that the education at a elite university like that is not viewed as a good return on your investment. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, it will be through, uh, that, Participation or lack of participation going forward, uh, which, you know, is going to happen slowly. Uh, year after year, we'll see where that goes. And how many people are greatly concerned about not only what's being taught on these campuses in the classrooms, but outside the classrooms and the culture of these campuses. You know, that's that has to be a great consideration that has been for conservatives for a very long time. But now it seems more people are waking up to the idea that these elitist schools have another agenda. And it's not about that kind of education. It's not about educating uh, young people to become productive members of a capitalist society. No, it is not. And that's, you know, um, that's uh, that's too bad for those young people who want to be productive members. But the good news is there are plenty of places to get that kind of education mm-hmm. to send you into the world ready and hitting the ground running as a productive member of society. again with our podcast available on our app and at redeyeradioshow.com and he's Eric Carly and I'm Gary McNamara did you notice Eric that uh, over the last couple of days you've had both uh, Adams and uh, uh, Mayor Adams and Mayor Johnson of Chicago and Mayor Adams of New York City blaming Governor Abbott for the problems that they're having yeah of course uh, let me let me play this, this is from uh, face the nation Brandon Johnson on uh, face the, uh, the the nation here here we go what is very clear is that not only are we providing uh, mental health related services as well as vaccinations and health screenings and providing um, medical health care for these families when they arrive the moment they get off those buses we're not seeing that same treatment on the border in other words there's no health screenings no vaccinations that process at the border is absolutely raggedy and, and reckless but we cannot have a governor who decides that he's going to uh, cling to the vestiges of Jefferson Davis. <laughs> what the hell? He's, yeah, all, okay. he's all over the place. All right. First, he's talking about the fact that there's no health screenings. They're just allowed in this country. Uh-huh. How is that Abbott's fault? Yeah, right. I mean, the, 
they are just it's like they can't connect a dot well because the, the first thing when i when i saw that clip i thought oh man he's going after the biden administration <laughs> no he goes after we're not doing screenings at the border that's abbott's fault yeah oh he means abbott yeah yeah okay <laughs> Wow. And we cannot have a governor who decides he's going to cling to the vestiges of Jefferson Davis. How? Could you explain that one? Yeah. How's that work? What? By what? saying, would you like to go? Where would you like to go? Oh, we have a bus going there. Right. Well, that's the same as Jefferson Davis. No. 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 No, it's not. Uh, back in the Jefferson Davis days, they would have put together vigilante groups to hunt down escaped slaves. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, These are migrants who came willingly and voluntarily after getting an offer said, sure, we'll go there because, oh, they're a sanctuary city too and have said, we will provide all these things for you. Right. They think they're going to win this. Yeah, they do. They, uh, or, they, or, it's just, or it's just absolute desperation because, like I said, he couldn't. Connect, he wasn't connecting dots. He was just throwing out dots, and then the the dot wouldn't connect to the next dot. Well, they can't use it. They're using the non-winning tactics that are still non-winning, but they don't know that they're non-winning. <laughs> well, it's funny because he said it, and then and Green uh, Jean Pierre was saying the same thing yesterday. Yeah. yeah. She was uh, saying, it's Governor Abbott, Governor Abbott, Governor Abbott's doing this. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? You tried that before. It didn't work. Yeah. You tried. Remember how they tried to blame Trump? Right. When they first got in mm-hmm. uh, office. Well, this is Trump. This is Trump. No, it's you. And what about all of the um, uh, planes that the federal government is sending? Yeah. The federal government's doing the same thing. Right. Uh, then this story, illegal immigrants bound for New York City are now taking trains into the Big Apple mm. after Democratic Mayor Eric Adams issued an executive order last week seeking to curb the busloads of migrants that enter the city. Well, mm. why is he being such a xenophobe? Right. Adams' exclusive order limits when migrant buses can come into the city. That's discrimination. Mm-hmm. And requires bus drivers who know that they are transporting illegal immigrants to give the city a 32-hour notice of their arrival. That's discrimination. It is. According to New Jersey officials, however, bus drivers are working around Adams' executive order by dropping migrants off at a train station throughout New Jersey where illegal immigrants then board a train heading to New York City, the Hill reported. Our administration has tracked the recent arrival of a handful of buses of migrant families at various New Jersey transit train stations, said Tyler Jones, a spokesperson for New Jersey Democratic Governor Phil Murphy. New Jersey is primarily being used as a transport uh, transit point for these families. All of nearly uh, all or nearly all of them continue with their travels en route to their final destination of New York City. We are closely coordinating with our federal and local partners on this matter including our colleagues across the Hudson, Jones added, according to The Hill. Hmm. I don't know what that even means. Well, so you're ensuring that they can get from one place to another, but how can you stop them? 
Once you're in the country legally, anybody volunteers to do something for you, what are you going to do? I, I'm actually, I've told you during the break, I said, what are they going to do next? They're going to say, we're building a wall around New York City, and we're building a wall around Chicago. Hey, and it's twofold mm-hmm. to keep migrants out and to keep the rich in. That's right. Keep people from moving out of New York and Chicago. Uh, look, reality is is harsh when you ignore it for the longest time. Remember? Uh, was it Bowser in D.C.? Look, this is should be what the border towns do, not what we do. Yeah. We're not equipped to do this. Like Del Rio is better equipped than D.C. I'll I'll tell you this. In many ways, Del Rio is better equipped than D.C. Because leaders there in Del Rio, on the left and right, at least acknowledge the problems that they have. And understand why they exist. Just ludicrous. I have a feeling that there's two things Republicans are going to come out with this week. With the House is back today? Uh, yes, the, the House Senate? is back today. The Senate okay. will be back Monday. Okay, so I have a feeling you'll see House leadership talking about both uh, illegal immigration mm. uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, Hunter and Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything right. that goes on, everything right. that goes on there. Yeah. No, I, I think that uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. And then, you know, the, the the campaigns start taking shape in terms of uh, the GOP primary and, and, and money being spent. Uh, Iowa, New Hampshire. Uh, you have now Trump, uh, it, you know, fighting cases in a couple of different states. Um, Maine, the latest, and of course, you know that's not going to stand. There's, there's no way that I think either of those cases is going to go very far. You know, this is a power play to make a headline by top Democrats in those states, and nothing more, nothing less. The only thing that would be different is because now the Supreme Court, if it was just, um, who was the first state? Colorado? Colorado. Yeah, if it was just Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when the suit was filed, before it was even accepted by the Supreme Court, they said, okay, he's on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Right. So they they actually went before the Supreme Court said, okay, we're going to hear this. When the, uh, when the appeal was filed, as soon as that appeal was officially filed, Colorado said, okay, he's back on. Right. So the Supreme Court wouldn't have to do anything as long as they're as long as they don't, you know, but because Maine, and it was the Secretary of State who did it, right. unless the legislature overturns, I believe, what she has done or the Supreme Court makes a decision on it, that will force the Supreme Court to make a decision on it pretty soon, I think. Yeah, it could. Because yeah. they, they, this yeah. isn't where the where she said, well, if if they decide to hear it, I'll do the same thing as Colorado. Right. At least I didn't hear that she had said that. I didn't see that anywhere. I didn't see that anywhere. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's completely bogus. Well, it's 
It really is a last desperate attempt. It is their Hail Mary. Look, if we can't get them on anything else, we'll just blatantly go far beyond our powers here and disqualify him from the ballot. Well, that's not going to work. And it's not going to work, I think, in, in, in the eyes of the high court. And I don't think it's going to work. Look, you've got too many Democrats saying you can't do this. Uh, let's go to uh, this is over the weekend. Uh, CNN's senior uh, legal analyst mm. uh, talking ab- about it. Uh, I'm just trying to get uh, his name. Um, I don't have it here at the moment, but uh, let me just play the audio cut. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Right. Is were the processes, were these hearings fair? Did they comport with due process? And I think there's a question there with regard to what Maine did. Because if you look at the hearing, and she details this in the, in the ruling, they heard from one fact witness, a law professor. She based her ruling on a lot of documents, but also YouTube clips, news reports, things that would never pass the bar in normal court. She's not a lawyer, by the way. It's a smartly written decision, clearly consulted with lawyers, but this is an unelected. She's chosen by the state legislature. She's elected by the chosen state by the, uh, Chosen, elected by the legislature, but not democratically elected. Not a knock. That's just the way it's set up in Maine. And this hearing, look, it doesn't have to be a criminal trial. We don't have to have all the protections. But I think the argument you'll hear from opponents is, one, not up to the states to do this. This is why we have all different decisions from all different states. And two, the procedures were not up to snuff. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Look, again, just deciding, and that was it, coming to this decision. Well, he's disqualified. Well, if the left wants to play this game, and if it were to stick, I don't think it will, but if it were, then you set up a precedent, essentially, to do that every time on the right and the left. We'll find a reason to disqualify him or her, and then boom, they're off the ballot. Sorry. Well, when it was, I think one of the best arguments is, look, when the 14th Amendment was brought up, it was, you know, pushed by the North and, and Republicans, you know, and and uh, uh, Republican governments really pushed it. And the last thing that the 14th Amendment was meant to do back then was that the Northern states wanted a Southern state to be able to nix the next presidential election mm-hmm. on their own. That's why it says Congress does this, not the states. Yeah. That's right. where that's where it fails. If you want to get the easy argument out of it, that's where it fails. Yeah. The state doesn't get to do it. Right. The legislate the legislation legislators don't get to do it. Congress gets to do it. Right. Because the last thing you're, because then you'd have to be making the argument that the North created the 14th Amendment to give Mississippi and Alabama the ability to knock off any presidential candidate they didn't like post-Civil War. Mm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's the argument that you have to be making, right. and you really can't make that argument. No. With no. any credibility no. whatsoever. No. So what did both of the decisions do? They ignored that. Well, one was a decision, uh, court decision, the other was not. Right. But even in that, the court decision, they didn't include it, and she didn't either. Because she can't. 
You just ignore what the law is and just say, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. And you don't compare it to the actual law because you can't win if you do that. Right. Or you can't make an argument if you do that. Nope. 86690-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, you and I were chuckling a little bit about uh, New Year's and New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And come on. Right, yeah. This is this is the best. What's that? Comes out of the UK. All right. New study. The mm-hmm. n- the number of people who are in in what is perhaps the most surprising trend of the new year so far. Yeah. Users are on social media are declaring that when the clock strikes midnight, they become virgins again. Doesn't work that way. And why would you wait a full year? Why wouldn't you just do that every day? I mean, if you're going to be a moron, do it all the time. If, if, if you're going to pretend. Oh, no, I'm, I'm a virgin. No, you're not. There's no such thing as born-again virgin in that sense. Yes, that's not one of those things you get to start over. And by the way, that's not a resolution. No. If you want to say from this point forward, yes, abstinence. Yes, that okay. would be a resolution, yes. Yeah. Yeah, don't get to reverse the clock. Even with cars, there's a law against it. <laughs> you morons. I know, it's like, well, this isn't even... It's even a New Year's resolution. It's yeah. It's, it's a it's you don't a, get to go put the miles back. You can't roll the miles back. It's a New Year's delusion. Yes, <laughs> delusion. <laughs> what you meant was delusion. Yes. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.